Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today we have a special episode for our Australian listeners who have really grown over the last several weeks. Yeah, definitely. I've been surprised at how many folks we have listening from Australia. I know we did a, a UK episode, we did a Canada episode, and this is our Australian one. And we've even heard from several Australian listeners recently too, via email and that kind of thing, which I think is really cool. I, me and you, we have never been to Australia. Our parents actually just got back from there not that long ago, just right before this whole pandemic situation. They got back just in the nick of time. And I've considered going, but what freaks me out way more than any kind of ghost, okay, mm-hmm. is I feel like everything that's supposed to be able to kill you or be scary is in Australia. Like it all somehow, somehow wound up there. Absolutely. They've got great white sharks. They have a jellyfish that can kill you. They have saltwater crocodiles. Those are really scary. These are all bad combos. <laughs> you know what's the scariest, I think, though, even though it can't kill you, is the huntsman spiders. Yeah. If- If you guys have not seen a picture of these huntsman spiders, go look it up. And these spiders, by the way, for those of you who don't know what they are, they are massive. Like some of them are the size of a small dog. Okay. It's crazy. And like this Australian I was talking to kind of laughed and was like, oh, they're really docile and slow and nice. And you just kind of shoo them out with a broom. No, heck no. I'm a huge arachnophobe. And uh, I would die. I mean, I, how would you re- how would you deal with that? I, you know, I'd be calling the authorities. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I would rather take the ghosts at this location than any of those crazy creatures. Definitely. This one is going to be a scary one, though. There is tons and tons of tragedy. So you're going to have to be brave to go here, too. This is your haunted holiday at the Monte Cristo Homestead in Juni, Australia. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Before we get started into the story, I do want to talk really quickly about our Feeding America campaign that we stood up. We really are wanting to do something. You know, I know there's a lot of families impacted by this whole COVID-19 pandemic. And what we'd really like to do is to give back in some way. So if you're able to do so, please go to our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. I've also posted the link out on Facebook and you can go to our Feeding America campaign where we're trying to raise funds to go to food banks that go all across the country. So any little tiny bit helps, um, but please go check it out. If you're able to donate a little bit, we would love it. Yeah, absolutely. It makes such a huge difference um, for those families that need it right now. Um, But are we ready to talk about some ghosts? I'm ready. There is a lot of them at this place, Lindsay. This is considered Australia's most haunted house and several of the you know, sites that I was looking at, they claim that this is the most haunted house in the world. Ooh. That's a big claim. So I don't know. Huge claim. Yeah. But I mean, there's supposedly up to 10 ghosts or spirits that are haunting this location. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, like, there is just horrible tragedy here. Like, just horrible luck, I guess. I don't even know. But it's just wowzers. This place 
must have something attached to it that's you know causing this kind of horrible Hor stuff. horrible tragedy is one of our themes right i mean that's most of our episodes yeah so the monte cristo homestead it like i said it's in juni australia which is in new south wales and i'm not super familiar with the geography of australia but when looking at a map it looks like it's not that far from sydney so if you're in a bigger city like sydney it's completely accessible it's on the eastern side of Australia. Now, the Monte Cristo homestead was built in 1885 by the Crawley family. And the Crawley family consisted of Christopher, the husband, Elizabeth, the wife, and then they had seven kids. And when they moved to Junie, Australia, originally they were actually pretty poor. They didn't have a lot of money, but the town actually blew up apparently because a railroad system was built through there and they had a, a stop there on the railroad and it really kind of built up the community mm -hmm. and they were able to make a bunch of money off of that. And so they really grew their wealth and they decided to expand on their home and build this extravagant like Victorian mansion for their family and I would say they were considered kind of like pillars of the community they were very involved in the church and everybody there you know really loved the Crawley family mm -hmm. now as we know some people they might be known one way in social circles but then in private life there may be another side to them and there are some rumors that there was another side to this family. One was the wife, Elizabeth. They claimed that she was pretty cruel to the servants that worked there at the property. And one of the quotes that I saw was, she ran the house with an iron rod. And she mm. just wasn't like a very nice person, I guess. Okay. But it gets a little bit worse so the rumor is that christopher the husband actually impregnated two of the maids over the course of their time living there jeez yes and That's not scandal it is scandal but then it got even worse because the first maid that became impregnated she actually was either pushed or committed suicide from the upper balcony of the house landing on the stairs below and died oh my gosh what we hear about the balcony situation all of the time i feel like sorrel weed house i mean this is very typical it is um, the crescent hotel had another yes. one there's quite yeah. a few where somebody has either been pushed or they committed suicide we don't know and then they come back and spoiler alert come back to haunt the place right mm -hmm. so you know that happened to the first maid that he supposedly impregnated the second maid had a son that was like an, considered an illegitimate child they speculated that this was christopher's son but nobody really knew and this son his name was harold Steele. and pretty early in his life he had a carriage riding accident and actually had a head trauma, which resulted in kind of a change in personality. Like he became mm -hmm. kind of abusive and a violent person. And so what his mom did in order to like keep him at bay, I guess, and to stop him from being violent was chain him up on the property. Oh. 
So what? he got chained into like this, they call it online like the dairy. And I'm kind of assuming, because this was a farm, so it wasn't right. only like a big house, but they had stables and horses and that kind of thing, chickens, that kind of stuff. So she like kind of chained him up in this outer building of the property. What? How old was he? I don't know exactly, but he suppo- he may have been chained up for 30 years. 30 to 40 years is what the speculation is. Holy cow. He was apparently chained up in here and he would like scream and stuff like that. And kids would even kind of like go in and taunt him. So he just led this tortured life essentially and then his mother eventually passed away and the townspeople decided to step in and do something and he ended up going to a mental hospital after his mother passed away wow and the townspeople waited i mean i guess it was way back in the day but my god i mean that's just that's terrible yeah really really horrible so that's what happened to supposedly christopher crowley's two illegitimate children the next one the next death that happened in the home was actually a baby like almost like a newborn Uh, and her name was ethel crawley and she was being carried by a nursemaid and actually the nursemaid dropped the baby and the baby fell down the staircase oh my gosh that's horrible really horrible what's really interesting though is this nursemaid she insisted that she did not drop this baby that there was some kind of spirit or something that literally pulled the baby out of her arms oh this is the claim that's scary even back then you know years and years ago she was claiming something pulled this baby out of my arms i did not drop this baby wow crazy So already just horrible stuff happening here, but it gets worse. So there, yeah, I mean, people don't take your kids to the Monte Cristo homestead. Yeah, I would say that's a little risky. Yeah. So another horrible way to go. Listen to this. There was um, a stable boy and his name was Morris and he fell ill. He got super sick to the point where he could not even get out of bed. And he slept kind of in this like barn area, I guess, where he slept on a mattress that was made out of hay. Mm -hmm. And he was so sick, he couldn't get out of bed. A fire started there and he burned alive in this barn because he could not get out of bed. Now that's one theory. A second theory as to what happened is that his overseer, his boss of this kid, actually lit the hay on fire on purpose in an effort to call his bluff to say, now you're going to get out of bed now that it's on fire, but he wasn't able to. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, that's a terrible way to go. I think probably one of the worst. And I honestly, I have a hard time believing somebody intentionally started that fire to call this kid's bluff because are you going to risk burning the whole thing down to the ground in order right. to like convince some kid to get out of bed? Right. But how did it start? I mean, I guess it could have started any number of ways, but. Right. Who knows? So all that tragedy happened, you know, when this, the Crawley family was living there, 
1910, Christopher Crawley died of what they say was heart failure as well as blood poisoning due to an infected carbuncle in the neck. Carbuncle? What is a carbuncle? I just knew you were going to ask this question. (laughs) So let me tell you what a carbuncle is. Okay, so I'm reading this from WebMD and it says, A carbuncle is a red, swollen, and painful cluster of boils that are connected to each other under the skin. A boil or furuncle, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, is an infection of a hair follicle that has a small collection of pus called an abscess under the skin, usually single. A carbuncle is most likely to occur on a hairy area of the body, such as the back or nape of the neck. Well, we've learned something new today. We did. I had... I had to Google that one because I, when I read it, I was like, what on earth is a carbuncle? Ooh. And it, it appears it just was an infection that went too far that wasn't under control. So he passed away and then Elizabeth, his wife, basically became a recluse. Like she didn't leave the house for years. Apparently she only left the house like twice over the course of the time between him passing and she she passed and she passed away in 1933 of appendicitis like her appendix Mm. actually burst both of them actually died in the home as well now so she passed away in 1933 at that point caretakers really took over the property but apparently they weren't doing a really good job. Like it kind of fell in disarray. It was vandalized. People were getting in. There was one caretaker in 1961 that was murdered there in the home. And his name was Jack Simpson. So basically he was staying there. He goes to open the door. This is mm-hmm. so crazy. And he gets shot point blank range, right? What? They figure out who this person is. It turns out it's like some crazed person that had just finished watching the movie Psycho like three times in a row and decided he wanted to murder somebody because of this movie. Oh my gosh. And he even wrote on the shed door, die Jack, ha ha. Yeah. And you can still see that apparently today on the shed. That's, I mean, horrible, but we got to go find that, that writing. I know. Super, super creepy. So luckily, that is the last death that we are aware of in this house. But isn't that a lot? I mean, I did not think that you were going to have a murder. I thought when the, when the lady died in like 1933, I thought that was going to be it. You know, but now we even have a murder on top of that from a guy that watched the movie Psycho multiple times. Great movie, but that guy was already destined to kill somebody. Let's be real. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. 
From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part. My services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So after all this horrible stuff happens, the house is finally bought and it's bought by owners that really want to restore it and make it pretty again. And it was sold to Reg and Olive Ryan in 1963. Now, not long after they moved in, did weird stuff start to actually happen. And actually before they even moved in. So when they were approaching the house on the road, they noticed that the house looked like it was lit up, like all these lights were on. Mm -hmm. But there was no electricity in the house at the time. The electricity was turned off. And so when they actually got up to the house, all the lights had turned off by themselves. So that was kind of their first experience. And they were like, whoa, we just bought this place. What the heck just happened? The other thing that happened to them is their cat and dog refused to enter. Oh, that's telltale. Like, and it's, it's not a good spirit if the animal is refusing to enter too, I believe. That's my guess. <laughs> probably, probably. Unless maybe it's just a shy cat or dog. Like I have a shy dog that would be scared of anybody, whether it was good or bad, you know, at first at least. So some other, this is one thing I read one place and I found this very strange is that they also started experiencing like mutilated animals. Ugh. So like they have like a chicken coop, I guess. Uh-huh. And all of their chickens in the coop got strangled. What? Yeah, like that's how it appeared. I like I don't think they physically saw them. There's a chicken by strangler a out there on the loose. <laughs> I guess. But also, there was a parrot in a cage that also died of no. strangulation. <laughs> okay. So I'm clearly laughing about this because I mean Come on, people. What are the odds? It's horrible. I do not condone the strangling of chicken or parrots. But really? I'm sorry. There's a a bird strangler on the loose, like a physical human <laughs> doing this. Yeah, but I mean, I want to know how they determined the death was strangulation. Like, did they complete an autopsy? Was it obvious? I mean, maybe there was obvious marks or they probably you know, had, something. Probably like, ruffled feathers around their necks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. So horrible. That's, so that's, horrible. I laugh, but guys, it's terrible. So that's one weird phenomenon that seems to be occurring there, especially birds, I suppose. But there's been other animals that they say were mutilated as well. Like they said there was kittens in the house that somehow got mutilated. 
And I was like, and they didn't explain how they were mutilated. They just used the word mutilated. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds horrible. Let's be real. There is more than likely a sick individual that had access to the property or was on the property. And, you know, they say that that's a sign of somebody who's going to become a serial killer is they mutilate or torture, kill animals. I know. That's really scary. I I find it much scarier if it's a real person doing that. And it more than likely is. I agree. I, I think it probably was a, a person. If this even happened, right? I mean, I don't know for sure. This is all speculation out there that's been reported. Right. But it's a legend kind of thing. Okay. Right. Like, it, it, there's no police report that said this happened. You know what I Got mean? The, and there probably wouldn't be, you know. That's a strange occurrence, to say the least. But let's talk about who's haunting this house. The first one, and probably the most prominent spirit in the house, is Elizabeth Crawley, the wife. And remember, she's the one that apparently was kind of mean, like was not a very Mm -hmm. pleasant person. And she can be seen wearing all black and holding a silver cross Mm -hmm. throughout the property. She also does not like it, apparently, when people are disrespectful of the home. Like, she kind of acts out. And, like, one thing I read, they said something like, you'll get the wrath of Elizabeth if you act up in the house. And it's like, but what does wrath mean, right? Right. One thing I found is that she will actually push people, sometimes actually push them out of a room. Can you imagine getting physically pushed out of a room? That would be quite frightening it really would be that's something i've never experienced is actually feeling a spirit or having anything like that happen but i know a lot of people have oh i i don't know how i feel about that i'd rather just see it or hear it (laughs) yeah agreed one sign they say to know that elizabeth is around is that you will feel and this is kind of odd you will feel cold air dropping like snow in the air like there's no physical snow but you can just feel almost like droplets Mm -hmm. of cold air and that is a sign that elizabeth is around interesting yeah christopher is also seen uh the husband and he's mainly seen in the room where he passed away now we talked about the maid who potentially committed suicide by jumping from the balcony she is also seen full body apparition usually either up on the balcony where she jumped Mm -hmm. from or on the stairs below where she actually landed. So she's usually outside the house itself. Hmm. Now, Harold Steele, so the guy that was chained up and he was sent to a mental institution, so he didn't die there. However, he was chained up there for up to 30 to 40 years. So obviously he's got a strong connection to this place. And you can apparently hear chains rattling in that area as well as like screams and kind of like howling, like Mm -hmm. somebody wanting to escape. Wow. I think anytime you have something like that traumatic, especially something that went on that long, they definitely don't have to die there. That's probably some sort of residual thing that's just been kind of left there. The energy that's just left behind because it's something so horrific. Exactly. Like, it may not be intelligent. It may just be like an imprint from the past that Mm -hmm. because it happened over and over and over again, it's just replaying itself. Right. That would be my theory. The other person, so the young stable boy, Morris, who died in the fire, 
You can hear him scream, screaming on the property there as well. Also, where the baby was dropped on the staircase, there's apparently a lot of activity around that staircase in general. And, you know, one thing people say is, like, children get kind of agitated when they're there. Like, if there's a child on a tour or something like that, like, children kind of act, like, fussy on that staircase Hmm. for whatever reason. Right. The other thing they say is people have, like, just a sensation of almost being, like, pushed kind of thing when they're by the staircase, which is creepy. Right. I joke about not bringing your kids to this place because it's probably a fun excursion. But the whole baby being pulled out of the lady's arms by maybe a spirit. Hold on tight. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I would agree. Some of the other general things that you are going to potentially experience if you go to this place. A lot of people, I guess, experience nausea. Like their stomach gets really upset. Other people become faint and they Mm. may actually pass out. I was watching this one news report from Australia where they were covering this place and they were going through the tour and there were some people on it and people had to sit down when they entered this one area because they just felt like overcome where they just thought they might pass out and they needed to sit down for a minute. Wow. Yeah, so it must be something strong because I've never had that feeling, although I think you could, you know, if you're overcome with some kind of strange sensation that's disorienting. Lots of energy in the room or something that's not something you normally come across. I don't know. Yeah. I've never had that feeling either, but I could see how that could happen. Totally. There's also the feeling of sadness. People just, you know, get overcome with emotion. Um, They also have felt like icy touches on their shoulder kind of thing. You may also see mists as well as, of course, apparitions. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of apparitions at this location. All right, so if you happen to be going to Australia or you are currently living in Australia, you definitely want to go check out the Monte Cristo homestead. Like I said, it's supposed to be the most haunted location in Australia, maybe the world, according to some people. So this is one you want to go to. Now, here's what I'm going to say, guys. If you stay the night here, I'm going to talk about what this stay the night situation is. But it does not look extremely comfortable, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like it it looks like it's beautifully restored to what it would look like back in those days. But looking at some of the videos of people staying the night there, like the beds, I mean they look adequate, of course, like it's probably yeah. better than like camping in the woods or something. But like the the linens, they don't look particularly nice to me and maybe I'm just being, you know, yeah i mean that's kind of you find in some of these places right it's not your hotel this isn't something that that's where they make their most living it sounds like they probably are are selling more tours and stuff than an overnight stay this is more for go stay overnight and experience some paranormal activity this isn't go stay overnight on your fabulous fancy vacation that is 
that's the perfect way to put it, Lindsay, because when you go to their website, that's really what you're buying. You are buying a paranormal tour. So the room itself is actually included in the ghost tour. Wow. So it's not like you can go book a separate room or anything like that. Like, no, if you're going to this place, you're going to there for the ghost tour and to maybe stay the night and, you know, enjoy that experience and maybe see it. Right. It's kind of like Velisca Axe Murder House but more comfortable because they're actually providing you a good place to sleep and I'm sure like some nice bathroom accommodations and that kind of thing. Um, but you're ghost hunting. Right. It, it, it is way more comfortable than what you're going to be in the Velisca Axe Murder House. I will say that. Now, this is kind of cool. Listen to this. So they're ghost tours. They're $195. And here's what that includes. That includes a three-course meal when you arrive for dinner. Oh, you know we're all about that. We are, we love the meals that come with the price. Yeah, absolutely. I love that that's part of it. So you get that, and then you get a two-and-a-half-hour tour of the place, and they give you all the ghost stories and all that. You get a room. Now, here's what I'll say. You do not stay in what they call the haunted room. So like the places where Elizabeth and Christopher may have died, right? Mm -hmm. Those are kind of like almost museum-like. Like you get to go in there on the tour, but you can't actually sleep in the bed. So you're kind of in like what they call the old homestead house. So mm -hmm. you're still on the property and it's still creepy AF, but you're not in the room where somebody actually died as far Got as it. Right. But it's still haunted. Right, the whole place is. Now, after that, they say on their website you get breakfast and a small gift if you're still there. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I know, I really like that too. So I don't know what the small gift is, you know, probably a yeah. magnet or, you know, something like that. Um, but they really are about the ghosts. That's what they do there. That's that's awesome. I like I like that little touch. And that's so that's all included in the 195. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's totally doable. Now, let's say you decide you want dinner and you want the tour, but you are not going to stay the night. You can do that too. That is $125. So personally, I'm staying the night if I can. Like I think that yeah. is a better deal. Like this dinner better be good for $125. No kidding. I, I agree with you. I think your your better bang for your buck is overnight. And if you're there and you have the ability to do it, I say go for it. It seems like the, you know, the rooms that you sleep in are comfortable enough. That's all you need. I You'll be up all night. You're going to be up all night anyway because the place is creepy. I mean, that's just the reality. Right. The, the other thing I saw on their website, and I was not able to get a very good explanation for this. They have, and we know how much you love dolls. <laughs> Supposedly, there is a doll museum there. I mean, Ugh. there's like knickknacks everywhere, by the way, in this place. Yeah. If, if you look at photos and you look at the video of the place, like there is stuff, okay? It's not like a really nice hotel where everything's kind of pristine. No, there's like creepy dolls. There's mannequins. Like it <laughs> reminds me a little bit of like the Thomas house. If yeah. you listen to that episode to a degree, maybe not as much. Um, but apparently there's some kind of doll museum and all that I could find was like a photo on their website with a creepy doll that was like, this isn't your average doll museum. <laughs> it's like, let's up the ante and make a doll museum at our creepy haunted house. Yeah. Just to make it even worse. 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We continue to see the new reviews come in. Thank you. Please, if you like the show, please subscribe and rate us five stars. We read all the reviews. So anything you can leave us, we appreciate. Also, come find us on our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. You can contact us if you have any interesting stories or even episode recommendations. We are happy to get those. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube. All right. Stay healthy and safe, everybody.